Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods, bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. If you're new around here, I'm your host Sheldon Marion and uh, seeing how we're slowly inching closer towards uh, chicken season here, I figured it was about that time that I bought myself a uh, a really nice 22. Uh, you know, in, uh, I don't want to say my old age because I just turned 31, so I'm still a young buck. But uh, lately here, I've been getting uh, very, very sentimental with a lot of things. Uh, so I wanted to finally get myself a nice 22 rifle because I oh man I shoot you know dozens of chickens every year and I target shoot a little bit with them and stuff but I've never really kind of like treated myself to a, a really nice rifle and so I thought one out of 22 I could have bought you know a, a really nice 300 30 out 6 270 you know 280 something like that but really I don't really use them all that much anymore uh you know and even if i did you know you can shoot two deer a year two bears maybe moose maybe an elk kind of a thing but you know when it comes to that stuff i like to switch it up way too often to have just one one specific rifle for that so i thought uh the best thing for me is just a a really nice 22 rifle uh and with that being said too I want this gun to be like the next grandpa's gun kind of a thing. Uh, like I said, I've been getting very uh, sentimental lately. And one thing that I absolutely love is having all these firearms and stuff that I got now. And even like some knives and my grandpa's fishing reel. They've all been handed down to me. And you can see like the wear marks and stuff like that. Uh you know, with synthetic stocks and stuff, you can kind of get a little scratches here and there, but unless you really beat them up, you can't exactly see, like, uh, the wear marks from your, your loved ones and your family members that have used it over the years. So for me, like, I got, uh, you know, my grandma's 30-odd six, and I got my, uh, I got my gun, uh, cabinet open here so if you're if you're watching this I'll actually just grab some of these rifles and show you so here I got my my grandma's old 
30-06. It's a Ruger M77. Don't know what year it is or whatever, but, you know, on this thing, you can see, you know, a bunch of nicks and dings and scratches. And that's what's amazing with Woodstocks is, like, you know, I'm glad they don't keep their shape and keep their form and stay perfect all the time and you know you can see all along this thing where there's like I said nicks and dings and scratches the bluing on the floor plate is pretty well gone on the trigger guard it's kind of half there the tip of the barrel is kind of you know it's starting to turn silver again there's not much bluing left up there and you know like Every single one of these little nicks and marks and stuff, you know, it has a story. Like here on the on the butt, there's a, I mean, it's not huge, but there's a pretty good chunk taken out of it. And, uh, you know, I mean, at the time, I'm sure somebody was a little upset that uh, whatever happened to it, maybe it fell off a tree or a dog hit it with their nail while they're driving down the back road somewhere. Who knows, but, uh, you know, I, I got, I got that, I got my grandpa's old pre-64 Winchester 3030, and it's the same thing, you know, you can see where the varnishes have come off, especially right here on the cheek well, uh, even the wood itself is discolored. So everywhere else, it's a nice dark brown. Up here, it's almost like a kind of a light brown color. And again, like the bluing is gone on almost everything around the action. Uh, you know, guns like this too. You know, my grandpa's put a ton of food on the table with it. My dad shot his first moose with it. You know, and like... Every so often, too, when you grab these guns, like with the wood stock especially, you can almost feel right where, like, the wood, it's not worn down to the point where you're really going to notice it, but, like, you can you can almost feel that there's, you know, a little bit of wear there. So, like, over the years, everybody holding on to it at that one little spot, you know, it's for the last whatever 50 60 years somebody has put their hands there and over time it has slowly worn the wood away and then i also got my great great grandpa's single shot 16 gauge and you know it's just the same thing over and over and over again you know here there's a pretty good little chunk of wood taken out of the stock uh you know it and it's just it's the same thing with everything else you know you can see where the wear and tear is you can like you can you know i don't know how to describe it a synthetic stock you know you just don't get this like right here it's so it's all worn out where like you can actually feel the grains of wood and honestly this might be from my doing from sitting there with it in my truck you know, between the driver's seat and the center console kind of a thing. That might be my little contribution to this rifle. And uh, it's one of those things where even like this old 16 gauge, 
It's from 1921. Uh, I got it a few years ago. I've taken a pile of chickens with it, quite a few rabbits. And then a couple years ago, I took it out and I shot a cinnamon bear with it. You know, it's still to this day putting food on the table and it was made in 1921. You know, it's over 100 years old. And on, uh, well, in 2021, on its 100th birthday, is when I bought a bunch of slugs for it, took it out bear hunting in the spring, and shot a nice little bear with it. And that is, like, with all the wear and tear on these guns, like, they're not, they're not broken and worn out. Like, they're still in shooting condition. They're still putting food on the table. And that's why I leaned heavy towards uh, this new rifle being a woodstock. And I'll grab it here for you. So this here is the new one. And uh, if you're just listening to this on like Spotify or whatever, uh, if you want to see these rifles, head over to YouTube. We got our... Uh, the video version of this on there but this here is a brand new cz 455 and 22 uh it's a beautiful looking i don't know what it is walnut or something like that uh, it's nice kind of semi-gloss finish on there and a wood stock and it's one of those things where you know back in the day if you want to call it that, when I was a bit younger, if I had a, a gun and somebody put a nick in it or a scratch, I would have been mad. But now I'm to the point where when I hold these other firearms, you know, all the nicks and scratches and dings and the varnishes wearing off is what makes me enjoy the gun even more. Uh, you know, hopefully one day someone along the family line will uh will be holding on to this gun when i'm long dead and gone and who knows maybe there'll be a a chunk taken out of the the stock or whatever and they can sit there and go well i wonder what happened there you know what i mean and like it'll be something that i did or you know one of the family members did or a dog stepped on it or or whatever and like you know it's my hope that this is a good enough gun uh you know it was a uh, it cost me a few hundred bucks to buy this it was about twelve hundred dollars all said and done and out the door kind of a thing so i definitely didn't cheap out on it but uh you know i really wanted that hand-me-down rifle and at first i wanted a cz uh, 457 but unfortunately they didn't have one so uh knowing me and my stubbornness i'll probably end up buying one of them too but for now i got the 455 but you know i want this to be one of the hand-me-down guns you know i they're just there's something so special and sentimental about these woodstock rifles just put this up for a second And, you know, it's it's one of those things where as you grow older, you you start to appreciate uh, these things more and more. Uh, you know, when I was kind of 
pretty well first getting into adulthood, we'll say, I was all about like synthetic stocks, the slick black, the military look, you know, what I thought was kind of cool. Uh, and now I'm totally, completely out of that. I, you know, one of the things I did to get this gun, this new 22, was I actually took my semi-auto 22 that I replaced the stock with the military looking uh, adjustable stock and I sold it pretty well gave it away and it uh, kind of half paid for the scope not even they I mean like they gave me a deal on the scope basically for getting rid of that 22 because I never used it I don't think it's cool anymore and uh, it just sat around collected dust you know so I would rather get rid of some of these guns that I have and like I got a few of them and I would rather just narrow it down to like, I don't know, maybe a dozen. <laughs> it, it still sounds like a lot of guns to some people, but uh, I got three gun cabinets here. They're all full. So if I narrowed it down to a dozen, I'm doing myself a favor. I'm actually narrowing it down by a lot. Uh, I don't, don't exactly want to say how many I have, but I got enough. But anyways... You know, when it comes to all these guns and stuff, you know, like I said, I want to narrow it down to just that select handful or a dozen or however many it is and just have the ones that are actually, like, special. You know, like, I used to kind of collect guns and all that stuff, but now, I don't know. Even the ones that I do have, you know, there is some that I have and I enjoy them and I'm kind of, it's one of those things where, like, I'm never going to get rid of it. But, you know, I might pull it out of the gun cabinet once every two or three years. I might hunt with it. Or I might just go, hey, I haven't shot the 22-250 in, like, four years. And the last time I did, it was at a Target down some old back road out in Buick kind of a thing. So, hey, let's take it to the gun range today. But, uh, you know, this new 22, not only is it going to be, like, the hand-me-down gun... It's hopefully one day going to be like one of those grandpa's guns kind of a thing. But it's also like a really, really nice firearm. I I used to buy cheap stuff all the time. Uh, my old 7mm. That's another one I got rid of. It was a Browning AB3. For whatever reason, I just didn't like it. Black synthetic stock, you know, three-shot magazine. Nothing wrong with the gun, nothing wrong with the scope, but I never used it. Uh, it's a good deer caliber, but, you know, I've shot moose with the 7mm a couple of times now. And, uh, well, the one time, moose got away. Never found him. Uh, another time, thankfully, Dad was there and he backed me up with the 300, which is actually the 300 that I have now in the gun closet. And, uh, yeah, I smoked the... Moose, looked like I didn't even shoot him, dad hit with the 300, poof, down he went. So I got rid of the 7mm, and honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to buy another 7mm again. Uh, that was the second one I had, and uh, I'm kind of done with that caliber. Some people might give me grief about that, but not my favorite one anymore. I, I'd much rather use a 30 6 300 something along those lines and be kind of done with that seven millimeter for whatever reason it i just i got bad luck with it uh you know 
Moose got away. I've had a couple bears get away. I had a bear charge us after I shot it. And, uh, yeah, not a fan. But such is life. You know, you kind of you go through the ups and downs and you figure out what you like and what you don't like. And 7mm happens to be one of those things I don't like. But, uh, yeah, this new 22 took it out to the ranger the other day. Uh, so the 22 itself, the CZ 455, I believe it's a 20 inch barrel, a nice little wood stock. I don't remember what kind of wood it is. I think the 457 is walnut and this one, eh, might be the same. I, I don't know. That part doesn't really bother me. I don't really care about the exact specifics like that. But, uh, yeah, I bought a, uh, Leupold. Uh, VX Freedom Scope, the 2 to 7 by 33 rimfire, has uh, uh, kind of like the MOA reticle inside of it, and it's extremely, extremely thin crosshairs. Like when you pick that thing up and look at it, like, oh, it's it's spectacular. I love the crosshairs on that thing. And then also with it being the, the rimfire series and not just like a regular old one. Uh, the parallax, like where it's kind of focused for, is at 60 yards instead of 100. So everything up and close, because like when you're hunting chickens, your typical shots are like that 10 to 30 yard range kind of a thing. So I can crank her down to two. I can shoot one that's pretty well running in the ditch. Or if there's one up the road a little ways, you know, I can crank it up to that seven power and it's still nice and crystal clear and I can smoke them on the run kind of a thing. And, uh, yeah, I took it out to the range. Uh, I made a little video of me sighting in the rifle. If you guys want to check that out, that, that's not going to be out until September 20-something. But, uh, yeah, took it out to the range. It only took a few shots there to really walk it into dead center. And then I, uh, what did I have? Two or three shots left in the magazine. So the last couple of shots, I just wanted to see it group, and it was, I shot twice in a row, pretty quick, didn't take it, you know, didn't take any breaks in between shots, and both shots, you know, they were sitting there touching the, touching each other, right, so it's, uh, it's one heck of a shooting gun, I dialed it in, you know, a couple more clicks after that, and said good enough, so, uh, yeah, the thing is just pinpoint deadly accurate with the CZ and Leupold combination, uh, it was either going to be a loophole or a vortex. And for whatever reason, you know, the vortex was 300 bucks, loophole was 500 and I thought, the heck with it. This is, you know, like I said, this is going to be Grandpa's gun. I'm going to spend the money on it now, and that way, however many years down the line, you shouldn't really have to do anything to upgrade it. You know, I don't know, maybe the firing pin might be a little worn out on it, but hey, that that happens from time to time. Nothing you can do about it there. But uh, yeah, I did the old, you know, buy once, cry once kind of uh, angle on it, and so far I'm extremely happy with it. And I, I cannot wait to take it out this fall and just start shooting a bunch of chickens with it and just making memories and putting my own dents and scratches in it. And uh, one thing that I think I'm going to, to do, uh, just for extra sentimental, not necessarily for the people that I pass it down to, 
but for myself is you know if you've been here for a while you would have remembered old Ruger boy so before I had uh, Rocky I'm old dog Ruger uh, unfortunately he passed away but uh, what I'm gonna do is on the end of the butt you can remove these two screws here you take the butt plate off and what I'm gonna do <clears throat> I'm gonna drill out a little piece and I'm gonna take Kruger's ashes oh sorry guys I'm getting emotional here <clears throat> but I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Kruger's ashes and I'm gonna put it inside the gun and I'm either going to epoxy it or super glue it. So in that way, Ruger himself will be a part of Grandpa's old gun. You know, he was one hell of a special dog. And, uh... That's... <clears throat> that's one dog that... You'll never be able to replace. So with that, you know, when I when I hand down the gun, not only will uh, not only will you get kind of Grandpa's old gun and the the feeling and and the nostalgia <clears throat> of knowing that you're gonna be using the gun that you know like grandpa used to hunt with oh jesus you know in a way uh you'll still be taking grandpa's old dog hunting to me that's almost more important than uh than still using my old gun is to Take Ruger on one more chicken hunt. Ooh, sorry, got a little emotional on you guys there, but it comes to show you, you know, when it comes to uh, being outdoorsman and hunter and being a gun fanatic, you know, it's there's a lot more to it than just going out there and uh, shooting animals and killing things. You know, like these things actually mean. Uh, a lot to us but like I said you know it's that sentimental value there's there's something about wood guns that it just you can you can almost feel their memories you know what I mean and for people that uh, that aren't into this you know they'll they'll never really understand but just the thought of, you know, someone able to kind of, sort of, take my old dog for another chicken hunt, you know, <laughs> made this grown man cry, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is, but that's the power of being an outdoorsman, you know, you get all these, uh, you know, the life that we get to live is a uh, pretty, 
it's an underrated and very uh, astonishing life. You know, the the sights, the sounds, the smells, the memories, the, the sentimental feelings that everybody gets to enjoy. And if you're an outdoorsman, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're not an outdoorsman, man, it, it's something that I really think maybe not you should do, but you should at least try to understand. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's life. It's the way we live. Uh, a lot of us, you know, we're very open-minded and caring people. Uh, you know, we live our life. You live your life. Uh, you know, maybe our lives don't really... You know, maybe it's something that it's hard for you guys to understand if you're not into this. But, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, we we, uh, we care about our families. We hunt and fish for our food for the most part. And we're providers. And, uh, you know, we live our life happy and uh, try to make the most of it along the way. And... Uh, Try to make good memories while we're still here. But anyways, guys, you know, I just wanted to, uh, I don't know, I guess I kind of had a message to, to give out here today. Uh, you can do with it what you want kind of a thing. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, you know, hopefully it makes you kind of think about what you guys have. Uh <laughs> but anyways guys i hope you enjoyed that podcast uh you know i i didn't uh didn't exactly mean to get all emotional and and such on you but it is what it is you know some days you just can't help it but uh yeah hopefully this podcast makes you uh makes you kind of think about what you have kicking around in your gun closet and what you're going to be handing down or what's been handed down to you and uh you know just kind of keep going on about your life and uh boy it sure is a good one when you're living out in the woods but anyways guys hope you enjoyed that if you did make sure you hit the like button down in the bottom if you're watching this on youtube leave us a comment or two subscribe to our youtube channel and uh if you're just listening to this you know i'd really appreciate it if you went over to youtube and uh subscribe to us over there uh there's the podcast is on there we got a bunch of hunting and fishing uh coming up here in the next couple weeks if you're listening to this right away uh we got some uh lots of berry picking uh some extra little harvesting tips and tricks uh picked some mullen and fishing on the river gold panning the uh, sighting in a gun all that good stuff and real soon here it'll be hunting season so all the the new chicken hunting videos will be coming up hopefully an elk hunt will be coming up and a moose hunt uh, i got my tags here for that but uh anyways i'm starting to ramble on so i'm gonna head out of here and uh yeah we'll catch you on the next one